Big Al will take it in the face. I like that. I, how come you've been holding out on me for so long and not telling me that uh, you prefer Big Al? Well, I'm not going around saying, hey, Trav, uh, call me by this nickname. I, I, I have nothing on that. I got no so, say on that. <laughs> I used to I used to work with uh, a guy who, who we hired. Um, mm-hmm. He came in, and I, I, I'm not going to give away his real names, but – uh, he, he, his real name was something uh, really traditional. It was like David, something like that, right? Yep, yep. And so we interview him. We have him. We, we, we hire this guy, and he comes in, and he says, you know, I say, hey, David, good morning. He goes, you know, my, uh, my friends call me uh, Philly Dave. And I said, that's great, David. That's, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm going to go with David. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not calling you Philly Dave, David. You don't – I feel like if, <laughs> if somebody calls you by a name – just because they, um, they 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 just figure, hey, they like that nickname or whatever the case is. Okay, that's okay. But you shouldn't be going around telling people, hey, this is no, no, no. Call me by this. What do you mean, call me by this? Yeah. Call you by well, what? What's your name? I'll call you by your name, Philly yeah. Dave. Yeah, Say not, my name. <laughs> you're not Philly Dave to me. You're Dave. I've only known you as Dave. I didn't know you're from Philadelphia. I don't care that you're from Philadelphia. Therefore, you're David. Hey, David. I almost made it more formal. I almost went from Dave to David. Mr. David. I like that. I would 100% I'd have played it that way. <laughs> All right. So speaking of, let's go to a quick tweet here. This is from our pal John. Uh, which do you hate being called most by strangers? Chief, boss, bro, or hoss? <laughs> it's got to be hoss, right? You know who yeah. calls me hoss? Hoss would and, be the worst one by far. I like who, Chief. Chief's not bad. I like bad. bro. Those Bro's are all fine. fine. Yeah. Bro, boss is fine, but you know who <laughs> you know who calls me Hoss, and I hate it. Who's that? My oldest son. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, I don't need Chief either. <laughs> I, I don't need Chief either. What's up, Chief? What? Good morning, what kid. This? What's up? Hey, what film this morning. Hey, Hoss. No, 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 no. I'll take Dad. I'll, t- I'll take. You can even call me Travis if you want to, but I'm hey, really Chief. uncomfortable with Hoss. Hey, Chief. What can I get you? Uh... <laughs> Just a cup of coffee, man. Just a cup Running of coffee. up to Starbucks, Hoss, you need anything? No, <laughs> son. I do not need anything. I do not need anything from you. We're still getting a bunch of Dodger tweets uh, to sleep, which we'll get to in just a little bit. Uh, that's coming up at about uh, 7.15 or so, or excuse me, not, uh, 10.15. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Lakers. Let's talk a little bit about the rumors that are floating around out there that you're hearing Chris Paul's name keep getting brought up, you're, and yep. you're hearing Russell Westbrook's name getting brought up, and the price to get Russell Westbrook seems particularly high. Uh, Schroeder, THT, Kuz, Kyle Lowry's name's getting thrown around. There's a bunch of stuff out there. So it's more for me. I don't think the price is that high, actually. I think what this comes down to more is – Whatever deal, if the Lakers are going to do some type of a deal, this was Mark Spears had an article yesterday, so let me just kind of go back to yesterday real quick. Towards the end of our show, this came out undefeated, and Mark Spears said that sources, Lakers targeting a guard, Chris Paul could be one of those guards, and then also said that um, the Lakers were looking at, from again, sources say, a, a deal for Russell Westbrook, and here's what the deal would be, Trav. It'd be Dennis Schroeder, so it'd have to be a sign-and-trade. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma, who will be on the first year of his three-year contract with the Lakers, his new three-year contract. And then it'll be Talon Horn Tucker, who's a restricted free agent that I'm sure there's going to be teams that have interest in. Okay? This is it. So whatever deal that the Lakers make, if, if they go out and do a deal like this, Trav, 
There are no more assets. This is basically, we're going all in. This is the move that we think is going to put us on par with the Brooklyn Nets. Because in my opinion, the team that you're chasing for next year, I'm not paying attention to the Phoenix Suns. I'm not paying attention to the Milwaukee Bucks. Unfortunately for the Los Angeles Clippers, you don't know how long Kawhi Leonard's going to be out. You don't know how long Jamal Murray's going to be out for Denver. So really what you're doing this offseason, Trav, in this is, again, this is how I look at this offseason. You're chasing one squad. It's the Brooklyn Nets. They got mm-hmm. three all-stars over there. Uh, James Harden and Kevin Durant, you know, superstars. So is this deal going to put you on par? I-, I like the concept of going all in. I like the concept of a sign-and-trade Dennis Schroeder. I like the concept of using Kuzma as an asset. THT, you'd like to not use him, but if you have to, then you have to. I like the concept. I don't know if Russell Westbrook's the answer. Yeah, I, I- – I agree with you. I don't know if I've heard the, a, a player that makes me think, ooh, that fits really, really well. Because Le- Le- LeBron James is the point guard of the Lakers. Whether they call him that or not, it doesn't really matter. He is. He's the guy that initiates the offense. He's the guy that brings the ball up the court. He's the guy that gets things going, finds, oh, he's a great passer. He, you know, he's a, a led the league in assists. And one, he's, he's, he's that guy. So, when you hear a name like Russell, Russell Westbrook has to have the ball in his hands. That's a ter- Russell Westbrook is a terrible shooter. This, this doesn't fix any of the problems that the Lakers have. Chris Paul's another guy. He needs to have the ball in his hands. For Chris Paul to be the best version of himself, he needs the ball in his hands. Kyle Lowry, you know, maybe a, a, a better fit, but not a perfect fit. They need shooters. They need guys that are comfortable just kind of waiting for the ball to come their way and then pull the trigger and knock down some shots. I'm not hearing any of these answers. Russell Westbrook sounds like a terrible idea to me. Well, Trav, I think some of the concept of this also keeps into play that it's not just when LeBron James is on the floor. Can you have somebody in there that's still giving you a lot of production when LeBron's sitting on the sidelines? Mm-hmm. So but how I, often I don't, is that going to happen? Not Especially in games that matter. But, it, but it, ha- it has to happen more. And I say that because is 19th season coming in, mm-hmm. okay? If – Everything is still on LeBron James' shoulders. This is why I think the Lakers are going big game hunting, and there's no guarantee that this is going to happen. I've said this from the beginning, right when the season ended, that I wanted to see the Lakers go get that third star. When I'm saying star, I'm not talking about he's a top five player. I'm talking DeMar DeRozan. I'm talking Kyle Lowry. In this case, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is not the perfect fit. He's not. He's a terrible fit. But if you'd rather have – if you said Dennis Schroeder – Dennis, um, the, 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 the other part of, of Russell Westbrook or blank, give me blank. I don't even care who you put in there. Okay, Russell so, Westbrook's a terrible fit for the Lakers. So I don't think Kyle Kuzma is this unbelievable, you know, you have to have. I don't think that, and I think most people agree with it. I do THT too. is a nice player. Mm-hmm. THT is 20, 21 years old. If you can find somebody else that can help you in these next two years, you just have to do it, Trav. Lakers, if you can increase your chance of winning a championship over the next two years, I don't care who's on the roster. But do you think that Russell Westbrook increases their chances at all? I think it makes them a worse team. I think it backs them up. I I don't think it makes them a worse team. No. I'm not telling you to go make this deal. What does he bring that you need? Other than a name, what does he bring to your team? He's a terrible shooter, which they miss. He has to have the – he's not a good player without the ball. Put it this way. I'm not telling you go get Russell Westbrook. But what I'm telling you is I will take my chances with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook over LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and role players. I'll take my chances going – 
and I'm not saying go. If you said pick any of these players, I like Kyle Lowry. I think Kyle Lowry. Do you, do you know of this? The, of the names we've talked about, he's the one that makes the most sense. Russell by, Westbrook makes the least amount of sense. By the way, that trade that didn't happen, the trade deadline. Do you know who it was for? It mm. was didn't happen for Kyle Lowry. It was Dennis Schroeder, Russell or uh, Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, and THD, and it didn't happen. That was mm-hmm. the reported was that was the deal for Kyle Lowry. I think Kyle Lowry's the best fit for the Lakers because you're only looking for these next two years. But I'm not confident with the team that the Lakers have right now to go go take it against Brooklyn. I, I'm not as I'm not as opposed to Russell Westbrook as you are, but that that obviously is not my first option. Travis and Slees brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Yeah, I. I just, going into the season, if you just told me, look, we're going to make that deal, Westbrook, for those three guys you're talking about, we're going to fill in some other guys along the way, I feel a lot worse about this team. Russell Westbrook's another one of those guys that no one seems super excited to play with. Everybody seems pretty excited to get away from him as quickly. No, I'm I'm a fan of Russ. But there's difference. There's Mm -hmm. a difference between being a – I like the way – his, his energy, he plays his guts out, he's incredibly competitive. I think that he's a good player that has value in the NBA. I just don't like him on the Lakers. I think he's a t- they, they need shooting, and they don't need somebody to have the ball in their hands. He's a bad shooter, not a, an average one. He's a mm-hmm. bad shooter, and he's a guy that has the ball in his hands all night long. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't help Anthony Davis. It doesn't help LeBron James. I think there's a combination here that, you know, I think we're going to, and we could hear from Laker fans on this one, get their thoughts on this. You guys feel free to call in 877-710-ESPN. If you played it out the way you mentioned it, you would take your chances with the squad that they already have or take their chances with go gamble and go get a guy like Russell Westbrook. Again, Westbrook is not my top choice. I'll take Kyle Lowry. I take DeMar DeRozan. I think he's a fantastic fit, and I know there's a lot of moving parts for the Lakers to make something like that happen, but I'm not as anti-Russell Westbrook or against Oof. his his option on this team than, than you would be. Yeah, I'd be anybody but at this point. All right, so we'll take those phone calls. That's coming up. Plus, a Dodger legend got beat up last night and the fans let him hear is that okay is that okay to do that to a guy that's done a whole bunch for you that's coming up next it's travis and slee it's 710 espn so why why can't it be the spray what's wrong with the spray why can't i just have somebody spray spray my shoulders because that's more um this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be comfortable like for somebody else is for it? a stranger but i think if you say hey i'm not using the spray you actually have to put your hands on my back it's more uncomfortable i don't know i don't know if i'm walking down the street hey um, yo hey uh would you mind spraying my back i i think the guy's running in the opposite direction well i know he is i know he is he's he's running in the opposite direction even with the spray 
But then if you go a step further than that and you start describing, no, it's not spray, it's actual, you got to put the cream on your hand, the sunscreen, and then you got to go on the back hand to back, then I think it gets incredibly more comfortable. Poor guy. Uncomfortable. Poor guy. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even worse. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Trav, I, I, uh, I think this, as I give this kind of more thought about Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. and again, I don't think, by the way, Russell Westbrook's owed, I think, literally 44, 40 and 44, something like that over the next two years. So it's not like Russell Westbrook's, you got to match a lot of money to get there. Um, this was some of the reports that was coming yesterday. The more I think about Russell Westbrook, this is what I think of. And I know you're saying, hey, the Lakers need a shooter, right? And one, one example of this is you mentioned Seth Curry. Right, yeah. that that's a that's a player that was impactful for the Philadelphia 76ers. Make Danny shots, Green doesn't need to have the ball in his hands. Danny Green had had that last year. Whatever the case yeah. is, no matter what the Lakers do, they got to go get shooters. Period. So that and and you know who's supposed to fill that role? KCP supposed to be a part of that. There's there's guys that you thought would play that role. Yep. My issue with the Lakers is Brooklyn, who are already coming into the season. We'll see what happens with NBA free agency and everything else. They're going to be the favorites to win the NBA championship based upon what happens in the offseason. Maybe that's going to change. Lakers need another high-profile player. Why? Because I think that's what's going to... I think it's going to take three all-star level players. I know it's two superstars, as it is two superstars for the Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion, to beat the Brooklyn Nets, or at least mm-hmm. just kind of come in with as many guns as you could possibly have going into the season. I'm not saying that they don't need to get better. They, they do. I, I'm in complete agreement with you that they need to upgrade the roster and the talent on the roster outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis. I'm, I'm, we're, we're in lockstep on that. Where I, I just don't think Russell Westbrook is a difference maker for this team in any capacity. He doesn't fill any of their needs. Okay, and, well, and quite uh, frankly, uh, he's in conflict with a couple of things that they need. Let, let's say this. Let's let's not make it sound like Westbrook is the dude 11, 10, 11 assists a game. So when, when we say mm-hmm. that the guy's not a passer, he is actually a passer. The no, guy no, he, will go – he'll go crash the boards for 10, 11 rebounds as well. He's going to do that. Um, he's also a player that's never won an NBA championship, that he mm-hmm. is playing for something, that he never comes into a questioning Russell Westbrook and how bad he wants to win. No, no, that's I get true. your point. I'll give you that and I And I get your point. Your point is the guy's going to need the ball in his hands, number one. And number two, the question's going to be – we need shooters. This is the last guy that you want shooting a jumper because if you're a defense, you're going to say, hey, Russ, Please. go ahead and take that 18-footer that <laughs> or that 20-footer or whatever the case is. Yeah. But I also think there's things that he can bring to the table. And as, as LeBron get in, gets into his 19th season, you got to have other guys play make. You have to have you got to have at least moments where LeBron James whether he's on the floor or he's not, he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands every single possession. But I don't think you could discount that as well. I don't put Russell Westbrook on the top of my list, yeah. but I also don't think if the Lakers walked into the season with Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I'm looking at it and saying we're screwed, we have no chance this year. No, you're not screwed because you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So you got a chance right there, but the reason that Russell Westbrook gets 10 rebounds is because eight of those are he's, he's rebounding his own shots that he missed. <laughs> that, that he's, the reason he's taking all of those shots No, it's because he crashes because, the glass no, he, every single possession. I'm not making fun of his effort. I'm, I'm making fun of his shooting. I'm making fun of his usage. I'm making fun of the fact that this is a guy that just has the ball in his hands nonstop. And while the Lakers may need somebody, because what you said, it would be nice to allow LeBron to play. The Cavs tried it. The Heat tried it. 
the Lakers have tried it. it doesn't work. LeBron James is the point guard of the team. He's going to have the EMA for a game or two, but we know when it comes time to go, give me the ball, everyone else get in line because I'm going to set this thing up. And at that point, when it matters most, Russ is not a useful player. I'm selling myself more on Russ. Come on, Russ. Now. There's <laughs> Let's a, go. There's other players on the top of that list, but I, I'm not as I'm not as uh, I wouldn't be as disappointed as I think you would be. All right, let's go to Culver City. Start with Ray. Ray, you're on with Travis and Slate. What's up, Ray? Hey, guys. Morning. Uh, just really fast. I mean, let's call it what it is, man. The Mark Spears reporting is trash at the end of the day. Like, none of those deals ever truly happen. You could write out all the stories you want. It's like, you could write out that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Raider. It's not going to happen. It's, it's as real as it gets. It's not going to happen. Now, I do agree about one thing. The Lakers need a third star, and it's really because of the injury bug that keeps plaguing Anthony Davis and LeBron James on a continual basis. You need a third guy who can pick up the slack for other guys. I know we need shooters, but that team that won the championship had nothing but big guys that beat up the teams in front of them. That's the way to go. Beat the teams up. Play some bully ball. Ray, appreciate appreciate you calling in. Trav, let me say this real quick on the – the reason why the Lakers would need an additional star, um, it's because Brooklyn, the, the the way the NBA looked when the Lakers walked into last season changed because James Harden got traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And I hate kind of comparing, I don't see Milwaukee as a threat to the Lakers. I don't see Phoenix as a threat to the Lakers. Why? Because they took advantage of something that was in front of them. Give them all the credit in the world. They I got agree. to the NBA Finals, but I don't I don't look at those teams as a threat. The team that I really, truly look as a threat, and it would have been the Clippers, but we don't know when Kawhi is going to come back, and, and I think that's a legitimate squad if he's healthy. If he's not, I think there's a ceiling to them. And then you could put kind of Denver in that conversation as well, which puts us all the way back to Brooklyn again. You want to walk in – this upcoming season, saying to yourself, you didn't get a chance last year to do it because James Harden was still in Houston. This year, you get that opportunity. All right, let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Oxnard and Andy. Andy, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, hey, what's up, man? Travis, you got to get out of your personal space. I know Russ rubs everybody the wrong way, but you got to have that third star. You look at the all-star games. When those guys play together, they all share the ball. If it's, if it's not LeBron that can create a shot, it will be Westbrook. Westbrook also can open up lanes for Anthony Davis. We need to stop worrying about three-point shooters because we're not going to get a Trey, a Booker, a, a dime, dollar. We're, we're not going to get all of that. What we have is some bigs like we had, CP3 and all of that. I said his name wrong. Uh, Green, all those guys. We had shooters then, and we didn't win. You need somebody that can create their own shot, get to the basket. Uh, he was with Bill this year. Bill got his point. He was able to share with Bill. He's growing. He's improving. If we have that third dude and LeBron does happen to have a little owie, he can sit out. We can rest him more. We can let LeBron, hey, create, go to the basket, go inside to Anthony. That's the key. Anthony Davis now with these older two guys needs to be the main guy. He needs to stay healthy. I agree. But we need to have somebody that can create. And you have that with LeBron at point. Let me, let me jump in there, Andy. I appreciate, appreciate it. And, and I, I, I want to make this clear. This has yeah. nothing to do with Russ's personality. No, nothing at all. I, in fact, you don't I like kinda, the way he dresses. You told I, me in the break. You said because I, of the way he dresses, I have that you're same not a fan. pair of uh, denim shorts and, and jacket that he wears. I have mm-hmm. that in my closet right now. Um, it has nothing to do with personality. It has to do with game. He's a, a 30% three-point shooter, okay? And I hear what you're saying. Go bully ball. Okay. 
that he got Bradley Beal the ball. That he got the okay. Bradley Beal's not a guy that has to have the ball the whole time to score. That's not Bradley Beal's game. Bradley Beal isn't a guy that's setting up other people, so he can thrive with what Russ does. Every time Russ has the ball in his hands, that means it's not in Anthony Davis's and it's not in LeBron's. Okay, that that's my problem. And Anthony Davis and LeBron need the ball. Russell Westbrook, you, you guys are thinking of this as the guy that was tearing up the league. He said he, he's he's growing, he's improving. He's 13 years in. He is what he is. This is the player that he is. He's not going to change. The difference, the difference between what you're saying and what I'm saying is the player that he is 13 years in, you don't think is of benefit. I think no, actually I there are things that will benefit the Lakers from it. And by the way, Anthony Davis, you know, you're right. He does need the ball. But AD is not bringing the ball up the floor. AD no. is he's depending on somebody else to get him the ball. It, it's you know, you know what it is, Trav? More than anything else, it's an interesting conversation. There was a caller that, that said, I think it was Ray, maybe it was Ray, said that, oh, you know, there's no truth to this story, this article. Actually, if you really you want to talk about things that are non-truth, it's Portland training Damian Lillard to the Los Angeles right. Lakers. But something like this, where the Washington Wizards have zero relation with the Lakers, that they might want to look at going younger and kind of rebuilding and grab some of these other assets Lakers have, that's much more realistic than some of these other conversations. Kenley got lit up last night on the mound, and then he got lit up last night as he was walking off of it. That was, I, I, I'm not a booer, Slee, so I'm a little yeah. bit in a weird spot to, to say, but I didn't like it. I, I hated the way he pitched. You know, when I was watching the game and that ball flew in the stands, I, I, I said a few things that I that I would never say to him, that I would never say in a crowded room of people. But I'm not a booer in any circumstance, really, unless it's effort. I'll boo a lack of effort. I hate that. Sure, sure. But Kenley Jansen has saved a million games for this team. I, I thought that was kind of bad form for Dodger fans when he was coming off to, to hit him with that. I get. It. I'm not saying he's ever got to pitch for them again. I'm not saying he's got to be the closer forever. But this dude has gone out there and given you his blood, sweat, and tears. I didn't like the way they did him. Um, that's one of the things, too. By the way, Kenley is – I think that's going to be part of this conversation is um, Kenley addressed it, right? Like he had, to, he had to actually go out of his way and address it. Dave Roberts had to address it. So this is a little bit different than normal. Uh, let's, let's actually do that, Trevor. When we come back, let's play some of that Kenley sound. All right, we're going to play that sound, plus big changes coming up in college football. And by the way, SC, they're going to get caught up in this whether they want to or not. I'll explain next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. I think this is the opening act for the uh, opening ceremonies coming up here in a little bit. I think. I don't know. Maybe not. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You know, not a lot of things piss me off. But when you talk over good tracks at 1030. <laughs> well, that's not true, first of all, because Jeff Bezos pisses you off. That, that him going to space for eight minutes really seemed to get under your skin. So it's Go not look on that. my cell and go see if Amazon's still on there. <laughs> That app is gone. Um, the Olympics are underway. Did, is this not usually something that we announce? I just saw scores start to come in yesterday. I'm the like, opening Wait, ceremonies aren't until tomorrow, but they did mm. get some play underway. So the U.S. Women's National Team played and the softball played. 
Yeah, I, I just started weird, to see the man. scores come across yesterday, Alan. I'm like, uh, we're, we're doing this? Oh, okay. This whole thing is weird. Don't it we really like is. the torch first, typically? Don't we, uh, you know, have the parade of nations? Don't we? There, aren't there, like, orders of operations for this Well, stuff? To, to add an element to that, it's 2021 and we're doing the Olympics. Right. So it's like, you know, it, none of this. Well, if I'd have told you a year ago, which, you know, they were, we cancel this, we keep this thing going, right. whatever, and they decide to cancel it. If I'd have told you we're still having that conversation, yeah, I, I forget who it is. It might be the president of the Olympic Committee. Just a couple of days ago, said that it's not. We could still potentially cancel this thing. I mean, that's that's insane. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird deal. Travis and Slee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Before we get to Kenley getting booed off the field last night, let's finish up our Laker topic. Let's go to Banning and Will. Will, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hi. 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 I'd like to talk about because uh, you guys are mentioning the fact that uh, um, that Russell Westbrook would be a bad fit for the Lakers. Well, and I, I, I would not. be tended to disagree because yeah. uh, it, LeBron, one of his Big criticisms out. is he's shown time and time again that he'd rather defer to another player to take the last shot rather than take the last shot himself. Um, a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times. And I think Russell Westbrook would be a great fit for the Lakers because the, uh, the Lakers need another guy to, to be the playmaker and a guy to make things happen. And I think LeBron, uh, I don't think LeBron is a tyrannical king that's, you know, and I think that he'd be a great fit taking a lesser role. Will, appreciate you calling in. All right, so, uh, Trav, if I'm trying to make a case for Russell Westbrook, Will um, didn't help me out right there because he said, <laughs> <laughs> he said <laughs> to take the final shot that Russell yeah. Westbrook's in. Whoa. <laughs> uh, then he got past that point and then started saying the playmaking abilities and, you know, less is going to be on LeBron. I'm like, man, you should have started with that one because I just saw your eyes light up on that. I'm like, yeah, that's not that's – not Hey, we, we got five seconds left. We need a three. Uh, let's get it to Russ. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's not. Let, let, let's not do but that. But I, I get his point, not the end-of-game situation, but yeah. his point about, okay, there's another playmaker. No, And, and I get that. And, and there, there are elements of this that kind of sort of make sense. I just think – and the problems that everybody is discussing, I think, need to be addressed. I just don't think he's the right player to address them. That's Did, my objection. This was the original thing I said when we started this conversation. The concept – of trading young pieces to go get somebody chasing a championship, a lot of experience in the playoffs, that concept I like. I, I think that that's the right move for the Lakers this offseason. But, of course, who that specific individual is, that's up for debate. And, and let me just put this in here, too, because I agree with, um, I think it was Bill, the, what Bill said um, about LeBron's not a tyrannical king. That he's, I, I agree with that. LeBron is one of the most unselfish Will. players. You can't call him Bill. Okay, if, Will. His name's that, Will. That was actually not done on purpose. <laughs> Unlike Paul Logan, that was not done on purpose. That was just uh, Bill. Sorry, Bill. Um, Will. I've now I've already confused myself. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They, ill. We'll just call him. We'll call him William. That's got. We got it covered both ways. He could be either one. So William said that LeBron is not a uh, tyrannical. I, I agree. Yeah. LeBron is a super generous player. One of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to finish all time in points and assists. That's mm-hmm. how generous of a guy he is. Make the but, right play. Right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He will. But what LeBron also is, is he's an alpha, and he is the ultimate guy that realizes the best way for me to win this game is for me to be in control of this. Let me make the decision. Let let me make the decision. Exactly right. That my judgment is better than yours. My decision-making is better than yours. The options that I'm going to decide, Anthony Davis, me, Kuzma, that's the decision that needs to be made. LeBron is not going to be the guy that's going to stand there and say, well, we'll see what Russ comes up with. That's not going to happen. 
mm-hmm. that when it comes down to those moments, not because he's tyrannical, but because he's one of the greatest players of all time. And, and what makes him that is his attitude, his intellect, and his understanding that the best option is me. It's not ego. It's, mm-hmm. it's fact. I am the best option in these situations. It doesn't mean he's going to shoot it. It means I'll be the one that decides where the ball goes. And, and Russ does not help that situation either. Well, we got a week and a half until free agency starts, so there could be some uh, some shaking and moving going on with the Lakers. All right, so Kenley literally got booed off the field last night. He gives up the home run to give the Giants the lead. He leaves with the bases loaded after the home run, uh, after hitting some walks along the way, and Dodger fans lit him up on the way off the field, and here's what he had to say after the game. It's just a bad one, man. I don't want to overthink it. And, you know, I worked my, my butt off too hard um, for let one moment like this, you know, try to – mess your season up so it ain't no time to think about it this guy's gonna play us tough like this um rest of the year and um we just gotta keep battle and i gotta be out there and do better that's pretty much it um get those last three outs two things for me Al. number yep. one i don't think that they blew the season last night let's not let's not it's it, something happened and it needs that wasn't to be a playoff addressed. game yep it, the, the season's not over there there are two games out of first place <laughs> no, and it's, still it's all good we're, the we're, second best record in major league baseball we're good we're good on that. This did, did not blow the season. What it did was, though, it raised all the old questions again. It's two in a row and all sure. those things. And that's number one. Number two is, how, how do you not like that guy? How do you not hear him say what he said? Look, I pitched poorly. I need to do better. I need to get the final three outs. It's a big game, and I blew it. And I don't know how you hear that knowing what he has done for this team over the better part of 10 years, and he has a bad night and you light him up. I don't, I don't get those two things. Well, I think that's why we're having the conversation. I think that's why, you know, the topic of him being booed is a topic because it's Kenley Jansen. And I think mm-hmm. part of that goes to what you just said. Listen, there are certain players that, you know, they get booed off the field or off the court or something, and you don't even you don't pay any attention to it. There are certain guys you feel like have a certain amount of respect, have certain have done a um, a lot for your organization that you you kind of feel a certain way. If Dodger fans, you know, your peers, right? This is if you're at Dodger Stadium. I wonder if there were some people yesterday saying, "What are you guys doing booing Kenley Jansen? Why are you booing uh, well, somebody somebody who's as important as he is, or whatever the case is?" At the same time, I kind of flip it the other way. Kenley's such a likable person. Do you remember yesterday, or yesterday? Remember last year, Lakers won the championship. Mm-hmm. And we did our special show. Remember we did that show, the parade show and everything yeah. else? Kenley Jansen came on. And Kenley was talking about how much a big of a Laker fan he is. And he's such an easy guy to like and to root for. What what yesterday ultimately was is you're thinking big picture. You're thinking about well, what if this is in September when it's the it's the difference of winning the NL or losing the NL, of avoiding the wild card or playing the wild card or being in a playoff game. I think those are the things that are being brought up, even though it was a game in July. But I I don't understand why Dodger fans can't separate those two things. That I, I look, I am here to have the conversation about whether or not he should pitch the ninth inning. I'm listening. I'm all ears, and we can talk. And and I don't think you're gonna have to push me too hard to get me to to agree that he might not be the guy moving forward. That that's one conversation. There's another. This wasn't lack of effort. This wasn't lack of preparation. This wasn't lack of want. This wasn't you know he's he's in a contract dispute and he's not get, he got hit. 
He yep. got hit because he's getting a little older, because his velocity is dropping, because his command isn't what it used to be. But this is not a bad guy doing bad things. This is a guy that had a bad night who's been a great Dodger, and I don't think he deserves to get lit up because he had a couple of bad nights. Well, and I think, listen, I, I think that's part of the, the fan. I think there are a lot of Dodger fans more with the question of, is this the guy? Is this yeah. a guy that you want to well, give the ball fair. to at the end of games? And that you're right. That part is fair. And there is no – there shouldn't be emotions when it comes to this. I think that's that's Dave Roberts. That's his job. That's the front office's job as you go to the trade deadline of figuring out um, do we have to make – do we have to make a move or do we not have to make a move? All right, let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to, ooh, one of my favorite places, Santa Barbara. Tom, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Uh, you know, I've been watching this since Mike Marshall was fireman of the year, I think, in 1974. And even he got rattled by people like Cincinnati. The problem is with Kenley right now is that we might have to admit that he, if he can handle it with his ego, and I love him as a player, as a person, but you know what? He's hit that spot, I think, where I was in the stands last night, eight rows up, and all around me in the crowd, all I could hear was, here we go again. Oh, boy. And that anxiety for a championship team doesn't fit anymore. And we need to find either somebody else, Gratterall comes back, Joe Kelly. Blake Trinan could have finished that game, in my opinion. Urias could have gone into the eighth, in my opinion. So I, I just don't think Kenley has the full three outs, get him. And he needs to mentally adapt to that. And that's up to Roberts to try to say, look, how do we make you useful again, but not make you the big-time guy? Because you're kind of not it anymore. And I hate to say that, but I feel that's where we're at. Yeah, I appreciate that, Tom. Look, I, I think that you're you're pretty close. My first question is, eight rows up at Dodger Stadium, why didn't my phone ring? Hit me up. I'm, I'm your guy. If you're ever looking for somebody to go to a Dodger game with, call me. I'm in. I'll be. I'll meet you there. Um I, I think Trinan might be an option in the ninth inning, Al. He's looked really good. He's pitched really well for the Dodgers this year. He pitched really well in high-leverage situations in the postseason uh, last year. Gratterall gets hit too much. He throws 150 miles an hour, but they hit him, so that's not a great option. Joe Kelly doesn't throw enough strikes. I think the best option outside of Trinan is on another team right now, mm-hmm. whether that's Craig Kimbrell or somewhere else that you go. But I don't think that the answer is outside of, of Trinan right now, and if it's not him, he's, he's somewhere else. By the way, you don't have to go to Dodger Stadium and be eight rows back to have that feeling because everyone who was sitting on their couch or listening to the radio broadcast, you know what I mean? I think everybody <laughs> kind of shared that, and it, it goes to a different level when you're at the actual game. There's the OGs. By the way, I, I don't know, Trev – if if Kenley pitches great the rest of the way, let's say Kenley's fantastic in August. Mm-hmm. Let's say he's really good in September. I think you're still going to have that feeling. Look, he, he, he's not going to pitch tonight. I'd be shocked if he did. But mm-hmm. even if he came out tonight and struck out the side, boom, boom, boom. Yep. We still feel the same way. I was going to say, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think – I don't yeah. think – that's going to change, unfortunately, for Kenley. I don't think that's going to change. I, I think it's obviously happened enough. And like you were mentioning from the beginning, as the season progresses, you're going to get a different Kenley. This is what you were kind of warning some people on. You're going to end up with a different Kenley as the season progresses. All right. SC is in the Pac-12, but for how long if everything starts to break loose? We'll talk about that next. It's Travis and Slee at 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This is pretty succinct right here, Al. <laughs> this is from uh, Jonathan Aparicio and talking about when we were talking about Russell Westbrook. This is a terrible deal. Westbrook is a terrible shooter. High usage would bankrupt the future. Lowry would be better and cost less assets. Then we could trade for healed. Look, I, that, that, I don't think Lowry is going to be less assets, by the way. And by the way, if the question is Lowry or Westbrook, yeah, that's not a question. You take out if, Lowry. What if it's Buddy Heald or Westbrook? That's a more interesting conversation. Right? That's a more interesting because Buddy Heald is not Danny Green. Buddy Heald is not just like a, a regular shooter. Buddy Heald's got more to his game. Buddy Heald can drop 30 on a, any given night. I, the only thing about Buddy Heald, I don't know how great he is on the defensive side, but that's Buddy Heald is a more interesting conversation than a lot of these other, well, go get a shooter. Okay, but a shooter also has a lot of holes in his game as well. And, well, Res, Russell Westbrook has a lot of other – I know he has some struggles, but Westbrook's also does some damn things on a basketball court that are fantastic as well. Just question is, is it a fit for the Lakers? Okay, so let's let's start with this. Um, this kind of goes back into the Kenley Jansen thing I was talking about, where I'm able to see the future. Okay, I'm able to sure. tell you that Kenley Jansen was not going to be the answer. I know yeah, he's, yeah, he's got 12 saves in a row. Yeah, just wait. No, no, no. He he should be on the All Star team. I know. Just wait. Well, the just wait is starting to happen, which means I'm basically a futurist. That I'm Doc Brown. Yep. I've traveled to the yep. future, and I'm coming back to tell you what's that's, about to happen. That's one of the first things you told me when we started doing the show. Was like, <laughs> hey, look, you could give your opinion and everything, but I can see the future. Yes. Yep. And I'm about to explain to you the future of college football. Are you ready? Let's hear it. You saw the story yesterday. Everybody, if you had on your TV yesterday, there was a report that Oklahoma and Texas were maybe, possibly, a little bit, sniffing I don't know, around. sniffing yep. around the SEC. Like, hey, can we come over and party with you guys? Okay. Clearly, Texas and Oklahoma are the two tent poles of the Big 12. Without them, that conference is stupid, right? Yep. It, 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 it's the whack. It doesn't really matter. Um, with them, they're pretty relevant. I'm not saying that Oklahoma and Texas are going to SC or going to the SEC. Here's what I'm telling you. It's happening, okay? We, we, we got rid of the very last impediment, which was instead of having to pay these guys in a dark room in the alley, we can just pay them up front now. We talked about it yesterday. The quarterback of Alabama is going to have about a million dollars in NIL income coming. Okay, he's not going to be the only one. You, if, you, if Alabama's doing that, you don't think Ohio State's going to make sure that they're doing what sure. they need to do? It, it, Michigan's going to take care of their people. All yep. Yep. Okay, so that's coming down the tracks. Eventually, and I've been saying this, this is not just in a year or two, I've been saying this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. There is no reason that Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Notre Dame, LSU, Ohio State, LSU, we know Clemson. the teams. We all know the teams. Mm-hmm. Clemson could just say, you know what? Bleep the NCAA. We're out of here. We're going to go play football over here. We don't, we don't need your rules. We don't need you over the, the NCAA is not a government entity. They have no power unless you grant them the power. Okay? So why not just leave and go form your own super league? Well, that's what's going to happen. Now that the NCAA has been pantsed in front of the world, they have, they have no authority, and they really have no authority over college football. 
you know, they have, they have authority over lacrosse and water polo and college baseball and things like this because they, they're, they're not revenue generators. How, how about this? They have authority. They're starting to lose some of that authority. I don't think they have any. What, what, could they, what can the NCAA do to Alabama or USC right now? Hey, uh, you, you're not allowed to give that kid cream cheese on his bagel. Yeah, go get bent. We're going to watch us. So that, that's what I mean by it's starting to lose. They're, they're, they were more – let's put it this way. They were, were they not more powerful a month ago than they are today? I, they were more powerful right up until the Supreme Court said, you guys are a joke. <laughs> your, your rules are stupid. So they don't before, that, before that, there was more power, and today there is less it, power. It, and it, what, what you're trying to say is that – that's not going to that, – that grip that the NCAA has had will continue to loosen. It, it's it, the only re- – it's two different conversations. The only reason they had power is because everybody agreed that they could have it. If anybody had broken off and said, hey, you want to come with me, and everybody did, they couldn't stop it. But now it's happening. Alabama – or I should say Oklahoma and USC – or uh, Texas may be the ones that are sniffing around right now. But it's not going to be too long before there's a Super League before it's the 25 best teams in America. Maybe it's 30. And basically, they create a separate league. They're still going to wear Alabama and USC uniforms. They're still going to wear Notre Dame and Ohio State uniforms. But they're not going to be in, 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 in conferences the way that they've been for a long time. They're going to have their own conference. They're going to have their own league that people will fall over themselves to pay them billions of dollars to put on television. You don't want to watch Alabama play Notre Dame once a year? You don't, you, don't, you don't want to see Ohio State and Georgia play on a regular – we all want to see this, right? This is – instead of getting it once in a blue moon in a really good bowl game, we'd have it every single season. Okay. So my, my, my thought is here, Slee, what does this mean for SC? Because SC is really the only team on, in this half of the country, maybe Oregon, sure. who, who could kind of say, you know what, we'd like to come party with you guys. Would it be better to jump into that pool with those guys, that TV money, that revenue? And I'm not saying it's going to happen today or tomorrow or in five, but it's going to happen. It's going to get there. Or do you need to be out here on the West Coast, Pac-10, Pac-12, we'll just have our little league? You're already irrelevant. We might as well stay irrelevant, which is, which is a better play. Well, I think the bigger question is going to be what happens to these conferences if Texas and Oklahoma do join? Okay, what happens to the Pac-12? What are they going to do? Because I, I think you know USC you're using as a great example. SC is underperformed. Let's you know that that's how they they've most certainly underperformed. But they're still the University of Southern California. Hold a lot of cachet. Um, it, it's a big time football program. Even though they haven't been playing big time football sure. over no over the years or whatever no the case question. is. I, I think that's what I'm more fascinated by. I think the 12 team is going to obviously help. 12 team playoff will help a, a conference like the Pac-12. Um, it, it's a big picture thought. I don't know what's going to happen, but college football is becoming more and more interesting every single day to me because of some of the storylines that are coming out. Yours is obviously an idea as well. You can argue that it's the third most popular sport in this country, really, mm-hmm. behind probably, the NFL, behind the NBA, and it might be college football. Might be, so why why do I need is. to follow the same rules? Why does Tulsa play uh-huh. by the same rules as Georgia? It's, it's just silly. There's I, no I, reason to do that. I'd be curious to see – in. Betting on games, which we know how big the betting industry is, if college, where does it rank? Maybe it's second, maybe it's third. I don't know where it is. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Coming up next, what else? It's the dump. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. I, I think my credentials and your credentials, Al, have been fully established that we're both fans of Shaquille O'Neal, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I I love Shaq. Shaq's one of my all-time favorite Lakers. He's probably my second favorite Laker all-time behind Magic. I I, I love Shaq. Mm-hmm. 
He's got to let this Superman thing go, man. Did you see the, on Instagram where he gave Giannis some love and he said that Giannis is the only Superman now, which is clearly a shot at Dwight, <laughs> which is very clearly him continuing his beef with Dwight Howard. I, I was always taught you shoot up, not down, and watching Shaq shoot down at Dwight Howard just feels like a, a bad deal for Shaq. Well, first of all, it looks stupid. It really does. I'm with you. I love Shaq. He looks stupid by still bringing up this pettiness of the Superman uh, nickname or whatever the case is. Shaq, why are you getting into the mix of this? By the way, Dwight Howard for the Lakers, he's different than he was a couple years ago. Laker fans appreciate and respect what Dwight gave to the Lakers, so I I think there's a part of this that Shaq is being a child, and on top of that, Dwight Howard, Laker fans are a little more protective of, not a little more, a lot more protective of because of what he did for the Lakers in that championship. No, no question about it, and I never really thought that Shaq felt threatened by Dwight Howard because when Dwight's in Orlando and he's being Superman, it's like, come on, bro. There's there, the comparison between the two of us. There is no comparison. It, there is no comparison. But you know who thinks there must be? Shaq. Shaq. Because yeah, he keeps bringing it. it up. That if, if it doesn't bother you, you know, it's, it's that old thing. The more you tell me it doesn't bother you, the more I know that it does. If it didn't bother you, you wouldn't talk about it. You'd keep it moving. And Shaq keeps coming back to this. And I, I still love Shaq. I always will. But this just feels yeah. like a, a really bad look and for him. And by the way, it's a nickname. Who cares? Yeah. It's only one Superman now. That's you. What, what not, are we doing? It's not like he's trying to take Big Al off of your plate. Yeah. Well, I'll come swinging if somebody comes for that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'm Big Al. I don't know what you're doing over there. Um, I'm trying to think. Who's a famous Al right now? There are, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Let's say that Weird Al. I, I got one, and it's definitely not a good one. The, Al Horford, right? Yeah. Uh, there you go. Big Al Horford. No, no, no. Did they call you? <laughs> I like Weird Al better. You should maybe, Al Michaels. Should, that's a, Al that's Michaels. a good one, too. Al Michaels. I, I feel like Al Michaels is not much of a nickname guy. I could be wrong, but I just get the sense that Al Michaels. Big Al is, here on the microphone. Al. Yeah, Al's fine. Al's fine. You can just call me. You can just call. He's not going to call me Philly Al. Call me Philly Al. Call I'm Mr. Ready to Michaels. Go. <laughs> All right. LeBron James is going to be the first NBA player to surpass a billion dollars in earnings and net worth. That he's going to be the the first billion dollar guy. And by the way, he won't be the last. He he's the, he's the richest guy going right now as yeah. far as basketball players go. But the numbers almost never go down. Forbes uh, put out something that by the time 2021 is done. He'll get past $1 billion. Um, there's, okay, five active athletes to reach $1 billion career earnings. You want me to listen to you, or, or do you want to guess them? No, uh, is Magic one? No. This okay. is uh, active athletes in general. Active. None of them are NBA players. Okay. Um, Tiger is it, best, is it our best friend, Messi? Tiger Woods. Tiger, Messi. Yeah. There's two of them right there. Um, is it Ronaldo? Cristiano Ronaldo is uh, another one right there. So there's one left, but you could actually kind of consider him retired, uh, even though he just had an unbelievable exhibition fight a couple, maybe a month ago or so. Oh, was it Floyd? Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I don't know why they're putting him as an active athlete. Floyd's a billionaire? Says James would become just the fifth active athlete to reach $1 billion in career earnings, joining Tiger Woods, Floyd Mayweather, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Lionel Lionel Messi. They haven't even gone to space yet. They, 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 They... They haven't even gone up. I mean, billionaires go to space. What are these guys waiting for? They could go do the Bezos thing. Look, um, I love that, that LeBron's on that list. I, I, I'm, I'm really – we were talking with this uh, with my dad last night. What do you think LeBron does when he's done playing? What, what, is, what, is, his, what is his play? Like, Magic became an incredibly successful Pitch businessman. Man. Yep, what, sure. what, what, what happens to LeBron when he's no longer a player? Where does he go? Production and tries to be an owner. 
that's, that's what it, I think right? happens. I, th- yeah. I think that's it ex- exactly. That's what I said last night. That I don't. I, I think owning a team, whether sure. it's an NBA team or, or any sort of professional sports team, would be something that not only would interest him, but he'd be very good at. And there's the competition part. You're going up against other owners. A-Rod, just a part of the T-Wolves. Obviously, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Charlotte. I think there's some of that, too, that the athletes are starting to get into. Where do they get the pod, Slee? ESPN app or on iTunes. Travis and Sliwa Show, just search that. We appreciate you guys being a part of the show and listening on the podcast. All right, Walker Bueller tonight for the Dodgers. They're looking for a split. They're looking to keep it at one game in the National League West. We'll break it down for you first thing tomorrow morning, 8.55 on Travis and Sleep.